Hello and welcome to the St. Francis Catholic Chat. I'm Sheila. And I'm Julia. Julia, I see you like sucking down a bunch of water over there. <laughs> Are you <laughs> tired? I am really tired. I figured you would be. We rearranged like four rooms in the Catholic Center this morning. Is it four? I thought it was just three. One, two, three. We took furniture from the kitchen, so we were in and out of the kitchen, but we didn't rearrange yeah, it. Yeah, but we just we just used the kitchen right. to put a bunch of things in there. We used four so rooms. It was pretty it was three. pretty hectic. It was wild. Yeah, it was wild. I had no idea those couches were so heavy. And I didn't even lift most of them. <laughs> I, didn't li- I don't think I lift any of them. I just lift the small couches, like the tiny, like the one-person seats. Oh, yeah. The chairs. The chairs. Yeah. yeah. Are, is that what are they? Do you call it a chair or a sofa? I always call them a chair. I call a two-person couch a sofa, which okay. I don't... I, I know it's called the love seat, right? Yeah, it is called the love seat. I don't know, actually know what a sofa is. Me neither. I think it's synonymous with couch, so. I actually don't. Fun fact, I don't really know, like, any of the English terms because I always said them in Polish. (gasps) Really? Yeah, but honestly, I can't even remember them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, which is funny, so I just don't know them in either language, (laughs) which is correct. (laughs) That's okay. We just, Father mostly just said that piece of furniture right there. Oh, right. When we were moving around. Yeah. 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 But it looks nice now. It looks really good. I think it looks really good. The reason that we changed it up so much is because it was... So we had a, like a, a, a sectional, yeah. Because like, we had two corner seats, but one was not in a corner, and so it divided the room in half, like one our bigger room that's like has the AC in it and stuff, mm-hmm. and so that just was uh, divided, so we couldn't talk to anybody else in the room. It was like half and half, so half the room someone would be having a conversation there, and the other half would be a completely different conversation, and so we weren't ever actually to be able to talk to each other as like one in like one room does that make sense like yeah you know what i mean it makes sense well the way we have it now isn't like that at all right. all of the chairs are up against the walls so yeah there's nothing like a big in the middle of the room except the little coffee tables right right, right. so yeah it also opens up everything so much more it looks really good i i think i like it a lot better now i think so too and, and then we changed our podcast room because we changed where the high table is right do you like it in here i like it in here because this was always the room i studied in so, because this is the room we're in now is right by the kitchen, if you've ever been in the Catholic Center. So it's right by the kitchen, and um, this is where I always study. But I studied at the dining table, mm-hmm. which is like just a smaller. It's like not the high table, obviously. And the high table was in the fireplace room, but now it's in the room that we used to call the chat room. Now it's just gonna be the study room, <laughs> the podcast room now. Yeah, I mean, because that's where we use the high table. Yeah, I like it in here. I think it's gonna be a nice change. I like mixing up furniture yeah i felt like it's really funny because at my house whenever we want like it's something different we'll just like rearrange furniture (laughs) and so so yeah (laughs) every like every few months i used to like change my room like every six months seriously yeah we used to just rearrange like where the bed was and the dresser but i have such a small room not now i Mm -hmm. couldn't because i have too many things in there Mm -hmm. and my room is already really tiny and so I have my dresser and a desk and a bed and then my closet. And so I can't, I really don't have any other place to rearrange anymore. Mm-hmm. But before I used to move things around all the time when I had smaller pieces of furniture. Because now I have a full size. I used to have a twin. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. So I had more room to fiddle around with. Yeah. But yeah, we always, my family's like, oh, you want to change your room? That's what we used to do my whole time growing up. Instead of painting rooms. We just rearranged furniture. Oh, 
it's less expensive i guess it's less expensive a less, lot, lot less work too yeah you have to take everything mm-hmm. well i guess you still have to take some stuff out but not everything out and yeah it's right. it's also it helps you well, i guess painting a room would also help you declutter yeah i think so and you get a much deeper clean when you do that because i mean when we paint we take everything out of the room when we rearrange we push half the stuff to the center of the room. Right. So and then you have to like clean the bottom of the floor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The only times that I really remember us changing our furniture around in the house was when there was a baby. So Aww. I know, right? So cute. I have three younger siblings and the youngest one is 14 now. So mm-hmm. we haven't changed the furniture up there <laughs> in a long, long time. time. <laughs> right. Well, I remember For when For 14 years at least. <laughs> <laughs> when he was a baby, um, we we had the furniture one way, but then when he was like one or two, he started walking around mm. and this was upstairs. So my mom didn't want him going near the stairs. Right. So we put like a couch kind of oh like, my to gosh. Div- like not in front of the stairs, but like we kind of made a little kind of like it was in the other room. How like right. one part of the room was just sort of separated. So like whoever was sitting on the couch could just like pay attention to the baby's area and that and make that sure way. the baby doesn't walk down the right. stairs and right. fall. And then when he got older five or six we moved everything back to the way it was and then my oldest sister Mm -hmm. had her first baby oh when my brother was six so then we rearranged everything back again when my nephew was like one because we had been babysitting him a lot so yeah and you don't want anything to happen yeah safer right and I, i think it's fun to move furniture it is fun it's a lot of work though it's tiring it is tiring i think my brain hurts and i don't even know what kind of math i did I didn't do any. There was a lot of figuring out what looks best, what fits right, what doesn't fit. Right, yeah. It was a lot of like thinking. Well, you're, you're right. It was a lot of thinking of like, does this work? Does this not work? What makes this look bad? How do we fix it? And not only that, there were one, two, three, four, there was five of us. Right. And uh, generally we agreed, but there were times when we had different opinions about what looked best too. So we had to try and accommodate what looked best and what was most practical. Right, yeah. And there's also so much more furniture in the Catholic Center than probably in, like, my room. You know what I mean? You think? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have four couches in your room? (laughs) And, like, 10,000 chairs. I I loved Um, when we moved the couches and we found the tennis balls underneath. That was so funny. I remember remember why we have those tennis balls. We used to throw them at the wall at the top and catch them. Have you ever seen The Great Escape? Uh, no, I don't think yeah, so. It's a movie about World War II prisoners in a concentration camp. Okay. And Steve McQueen is one of the prisoners, and he gets put in solitary confinement a lot. Okay. And he has a baseball glove and a baseball, and he's continually throwing the baseball at the side of the cell and catching it in his baseball glove. So when I was walking around in the other room, I was throwing it from one hand to the other. Oh, and I was I like, I feel so much like Steve McQueen right <laughs> now, even though I'm not throwing it against the wall. No, yeah, we used to throw it above the picture. We used to, no joke. We used to throw it. Ab- I th- I don't know if the picture was there yet. Actually, which picture? Um, the big where where Jesus is giving Peter the key. Oh yeah, the that blue. picture wasn't there. It wasn't there. No, no, no. Because we just got that. Oh, we did. Yeah. In the summertime. Oh, I don't know. Mm, whatever. Well, what we, we used to we it. used to throw it a lot onto the wall, uh-huh. and then we'd catch it and we'd go run for it, and then it would like well I would go run for it, <laughs> <laughs> and then it would like fall under the t- chair. Or like the the couch under yeah. like in the hole uh-huh. under the couch like that space and i would try and reach for it and then like sometimes we couldn't get it and so i just would forget that th- i forgot that they were there i thought we got all of them out so are they all of your tennis balls yes all the tennis balls i think in this building are mine i found one 
there's like there's a couple cleaning closet yeah i I think why is there a tennis ball with the mop (laughs) i signed a few of them (laughs) in case i saw that (laughs) (laughs) i was like all right when julia becomes famous or becomes a saint i have a tennis ball signed it would be a relic (laughs) it would be a relic Or, or when i become famous you can sell it when i become a famous chemist all my published works you guys can be like oh well i don't know who would want a tennis ball of some random <laughs> chemist i guess so. how else can you become famous where people will buy your tennis balls that you signed by playing tennis I, i'm not gonna be a pro tennis player <laughs> i don't even know what the terms are like you know how there's like nfl yeah i don't know the tennis version oh i don't either i don't watch do you watch tennis um i watch clips i'm not like we don't have cable so i'm not going to like go out of my way to go watch the tournaments you somehow. know what's crazy to watch what ping pong i, I always thought it. ping pong was like this like fun sport that you the pros with your friend. yes it's insane it's pretty cool yeah. it's really sick uh, they have to be super duper in shape i mean they're running all over the place like Did you have a ping pong phenomenal table athletes yeah we still have one we do too i don't even know where it is though i don't we don't use it do you guys still use yours occasionally it's oh in the basement nice. so sometimes it's right next to my dad's workbench. So sometimes mm. it has tools that get put on. It's not a very nice ping pong table. Right, right. So it's not like we have to like keep it covered or something. Right. So when we go down there to work, we have to move stuff off of it and, you know, clean it off. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, when we go down to play. So, yeah, so we don't really do it very often. We usually just that play makes something sense. else. Yeah, because you could probably do a lot of different things than play ping pong. Yeah. But, um. No, yeah, when I remember when we used to have a ping pong table. My brother knew, like, a bon- bunch of, like, little tricks. Like, he would, like, sometimes flip the handle upside down. Like, those, like, yeah. pros do it. Yeah. And um, he'd, he'd try and do that. In my high school senior year, we had, like, for some senior day, we had a bunch of ping pong tables. And my math teacher, who was actually Polish, um, he was my stats teacher. He was super good at tennis, uh, um, not tennis, ping pong, table tennis, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, incredibly good. Like... He taught me little tricks about, like, he's like, oh, this is what the pros do. <laughs> Isn't it weird how the little things just totally can change the way we play? I remember one way we used to hold our hands. Like, if you held the bottom of the ping pong right. paddle, it was different than if you put your fingers on the part of the paddle itself. Yeah. Of just the handle. And it made so much difference. I don't think I ever played differently with a different hand grip. Yeah, my brother. I don't, I don't remember. I haven't played ping pong in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they got super into it. So did they for a while? Yeah, because so we also have a sugar house on our farm, and in the sugar house, when my dad was making maple syrup, us kids would go down there to play. Well, so we could like be with my dad, and um, yeah, the ping pong table was down there. So the oh older so awesome. my older brothers got so competitive about it, and so they taught you like the little little ways of how yeah. to change your yeah your grip and how to like play better right that's so awesome yeah it is pretty cool it's interesting to think like i mean even in life like so many of like the little ways we do everything totally right. change the outcome of things yeah. and especially with the spiritual life like the little things mm-hmm. are so important yeah which is actually what we're going to be talking about today yeah. is like the little things and how how these small actions that we can do can like change so much yeah or even just the way in that we we do our normal things so even if the action right. itself isn't different just changing our attitude our about intention it. Yeah, yeah totally exactly. i mean if you, especially if you're doing if you change all your motives 
to be motives out of like motives of love. Now you can create intentions that come from the inside and not externals of like fear. Mm-hmm. Um, where, cause fear can run out. Like you can be like, oh, well I'm not scared of this anymore. So I'm not going to actually do my homework, you know, or if you, like, but like if you're doing your homework out of love for God, like you can always do your homework out of love for God. But if you're not scared of like, let's say you don't care that you get an F. I mean, you should care if you're getting an F. But like, let's pretend that you don't. Like, then that fear is gone and that motive that was getting you through like that class and through to do your homework goes away. While um, like having a motive of love and intentional, which is so small. It's such a small action to change. Yeah. But it constitutes something so much bigger. Huh. I mean, I've thought about not doing things based on emotion. But when you say it with like, with fear... That just makes me think about it in a different way. Right, yeah. I like that. Um, but it's so interesting just to think about how doing, I th- think St. Therese of Lisieux, right? That's how you say the last one. I mm-hmm. never know how to say that part. I always well, I used to say Lisieux. I used to say Lisieux for some reason. I don't know why. But um, I was hearing on a YouTube video of one of the priests uh, that I watch on YouTube, he does daily homilies. And he said that um, St. Therese once said, just like picking up a pen, and like putting it away can like save a soul out of purgatory. Wow. Yeah. And like and like that's such a small action. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't know if that I I'm assuming she actually said that, but um uh just like that small thing like can save somebody's soul and like bring them to heaven. Yeah, that's And wild. like I'm sure uh, like also convert somebody, you know, and yeah. bring them closer to salvation. Right. Just like one small action. And imagine like how many are there in the day? How many opportunities are there right. in the day to do those things? I remember when I was little, my cousin had this huge piggy bank. I mean, it actually wasn't like huge, but for a piggy bank, it was big. And I guess I was probably like seven or eight. So it seemed even bigger because it was like a doll. It's like mm-hmm. two feet tall. And in the top of this the head. This is a piggy bank that was two feet bank. tall? Yeah. What was it again? Doll. A doll, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I heard piggy bank and I thought of a pig. Oh, obviously. I guess I should have said a bank. I just call all banks. No, no, no. I think I think it's you're fine. <laughs> anyway, there was a hole, in a slit in the top of the head where you put the coins. Right, in. right, of course. And I remember her saying, "If I put in five cents every single day from now until I'm twenty, then I'm gonna have over a thousand dollars." Oh, which I think what it was the heck? Cents. But either way, I'm gonna have over a thousand dollars. And I remember thinking, "Wow." That's a crazy amount of money. I'm going to yeah. start doing <laughs> that. And of course, I did not do that. If I did, I would have a <laughs> lot of bad. quarters and a thousand lot of money quarters. quarters. <laughs> That'd be a lot of quarters. Yeah, I wouldn't want to move that. But, but yeah, I mean, that's so incredible to think. Just these small things, like a s- like beginnings start so small. And mm. they end up to be these like huge outcomes and these big... Yeah, nothing ever starts big right or if it if it does start big it's not like it's not going to continue like i mean like if a firework if you think about it how like goes out into the air it dies very quickly it's huge though Mm -hmm. right but like it just kind of like it doesn't stay in the sky for very long right i don't know what you could throw up into the sky that would make it stay very (laughs) long even if it was small but um also small things like it you kind of have to take care of it and like let it grow to become something big. That's true. And so like 
these habits that we start to like do small things out of love for God can become much easier over time. And then we can do like harder things that are a little bit bigger out of love for God that we wouldn't probably be even thinking about doing. You know, just starting small. Yeah. And then working our way up. Yeah, it just kind of like sets the stage. Like if yes, we're continually exactly. practicing loving God and the small things, then when a big thing comes along, it we're, we've already been practicing. Yeah, we've been ar- we've been prepping for like however long already with our small things. And so when like something like happens that we usually wouldn't be prepared for, we are now. Right. It makes sense. It also like I think helps with presence of God too. You know, oh, totally. Because really, like every time you do something, if you continually remember why you're doing it, especially the things that you really don't want to do. Yeah. I think <laughs> the thing, like the smallest things are sometimes the hardest things. Oh, things for that sure. no one's going to see. Yeah, especially when you when you're no one's going to see them, you have to think, okay, well, like I'm not doing this for anybody else. I'm not doing this so my mom can say, oh, thanks, Julia. You know, like right. even though that would be nice, like you can't really think about like that because there's you can't do things hoping for somebody else's reactions Mm -hmm. you know because that's not going to be helpful for you and it's not gonna be helpful for the other person because you're expecting something from them and so doing things out of true love you you don't have you don't expect reaction right yeah the only people that are going to react or be able to see it i guess i should say are you and god yeah exactly i mean you can get proud right by doing it but obviously that's not the point the point is it's for god right and even then like I mean, it's not, I don't think it's the same satisfaction of you getting proud versus like someone else. Cause that's an external, um, yeah, yeah. But just remembering that even these hidden things, they have to be done with such care. Um, mm. I think, I, I think I've mentioned this in a past, um, podcast actually, but there's like the tops of basilicas and cathedrals, like how at the top of the ceilings, um, they have these beautiful paintings and murals. Um, and even there's just such small details in there that no one's ever going to see. But it's like, it's it's a cathedral for God. Yeah. You know? And so th- paying attention to those small little details is so important. Because this is for God. Like, who cares if no one's going to see them? No one's going to see in that corner. Mm-hmm. Like, However, how tall is that usually? Like oh, what? I have no clue. I, I don't know if it's 20 feet. Uh, let's pretend it's 20 feet, but I don't even, it might be taller. It might be shorter. Depends um, on the cathedral. What? Depends on the cathedral. This is true. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, like no one's going to see up there like, like a human eye. Right. Yeah. The small like little really cloud close. or like the gold pieces that sometimes the border things. Yeah. Have you been to the Basilica in DC? No, I haven't. It's so beautiful. You have to come. I totally, I would totally love to. Yeah. That would be so much fun. But just to see that though, but just all these small details, like they were caring about the Lord for this and they were like loving the Lord out of doing these small little details, these painters. Yeah. And, and really it does carry through. I mean, yeah. Cause see. I mean, imagine missing those gold like trims or like these small clouds that d- are like, seem like they're in the background. Yeah. It'd be like something's missing. Right. I remember my mom used to do arrangements, flower arrangements, and she would get all these big, beautiful flowers. And some of them I loved. I was like, I, I want to keep those flowers. I don't want to give those away. But then she would also buy like greens and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's stupid. Who buys greens? <laughs> <laughs> but without the greens, the bouquet just never looked the same. It was right. until she added those greens that I thought were, quite frankly, bland and boring. 
till she added those it was the bouquet what didn't have the same dimensions now it had right. height and texture and it was a lot more beautiful yeah that reminds me of um, a point in the way saint jose maria talks about how um a bolt and so like a little bolt um in something can be so small like if we imagine ourselves the bolt like who who wants to be a small bolt and like a screw and some uh i don't know building even um i think i don't know if he was talking about a building but like if that like bolt becomes loosened then it can like the whole thing can fall or like it'll loosen other gears oh like machinery yes like yes exactly um and and that small bolt it's like it's like nothing it looks it's so tiny but it like makes a huge difference if it's missing yeah with my so my car the other day i was driving home with my sister and my sister's learning how to drive well she she knows how to drive she's oh a awesome <laughs> so i was letting her drive and it was like seven o'clock at night and i said turn on your headlights it's not quite dark enough like where you need them but you yeah, should have but them you on. should yeah and so she turns them on and i was like no turn like turn them all the way on she mm -hmm. said i did and I said, no, you didn't. Like, look <laughs> at the road. I can see that the headlights aren't on. She said, no, look, look at the dashboard. They're on. So I look over and sure enough, <laughs> little green headlights. <laughs> dummy light is on. Not dummy light, but light is on. And so I, I knew there was something wrong with the headlights, but we were close to home. So it right. was fine. So we got home and then my dad was just coming out and I said, hey, dad, something's wrong with my headlights. Can you, can you look at them? Right. And he said, oh, let's check all the circuits. So popped the hood and he pulled out this bored of them and to me terrifying like, <laughs> like i don't know what that is and i don't like the looks of it and i don't know how you're gonna fix it but okay you go ahead so he just like pulled them out and put them back in he was checking to see if any of them were burnt out and none of them were burnt out so he put it back and then he went and he tried the headlights again and they turned on it was because one oh of them was just a little bit loose just oh, wasn't get quite out of connected. here really yeah how crazy so but isn't that wild how like something so small can make such a big difference and it's not even like it was burnt out it was fine it's just that there was a little gap and i mean thinking about this like in the spiritual life like what if we did things with like a little bit less routine and mm. like more love even saying like our vocal prayers with more love yeah you know and like what a difference could that make to our mental prayer yeah just That's true having well, this like constant in conversation and if you just have big conversations with people all the time then you like you miss that personal connection you know what right. i mean it like also makes everything seem so small if you're always having big conversations like you're never having small talk so right these big conversations don't actually mean anything because oh we have them all the time you yeah. know yeah and so they don't have the same effect as if you have them once in a while right makes sense that you'd have little talks all the time right i know it was we were talking um the other day on a saturday like we had such a good conversation oh um, yeah and it was like a really like i haven't had a good conversation like that in a long time me either um but like if we've had if we have those all the time it'll be like normal right i mean which would be good to have those all the time like right to have good conversations yeah you know yeah i, I would like hope you have good conversations i don't think you time. can like you s you still don't get that full effect of what like the other person is actually like right you have all those oh yeah things. totally so like almost like getting to know personalities yeah exactly yeah that makes a lot of sense and so like without that how 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 would these conversations even have meaning right i think that's like that makes me think about the team building 
uh, like workshops that companies have how they right. have like how like even like when they all go out for lunch yeah like it's not like that's actually part of their job to go out for lunch but they do it so that they can get to know each other mm-hmm. so that they can learn about each other so that they can like feel more connected to each other yeah you know so they can have a little more unity and like it makes sense that you would want that like why wouldn't you want that and then why you would also work better in the office yeah I would assume. I would hope so. <laughs> I think that's the whole point of <laughs> right it. Right to go out to go out to lunch with you. Make <laughs> all the boss got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like those things that just kind of grow into something so big, and they help us. These and like also, if you think about it, those small conversations that you know wouldn't think that means so much, help us get to know the person, have those big conversations. Right. So if and we're doing the like same thing with God, then it's going to help us get to know God better. Right. Especially if we do things out of love for him, like picking up the pen out of love, you know, and putting right. it away. Right. And no one's going to, honestly, who's going to remember that that pen was on the table? Yeah. That's Literally true. no one's going to, like a pen is so small. It, it has no significance. You can buy a pen probably for a dollar in places. Even Less. if you throw it, like you can throw it out. Yeah. And like, so people don't really recognize. We have so many St. Francis pens. I know. Like okay, you could probably throw them out. <laughs> we have a bunch. No okay. one would notice. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, just putting it away. Like, no one's gonna notice you put that pen away. Right. But the thing is, though, even though, like, okay, I'm gonna put this away with love for God. You still have to do it cheerfully. Like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. do this with love for God. <laughs> that, like, then what's the how point? How is that yeah. helpful? Right. Like, God loves a cheerful giver. Oh, for I sure. I love that. Yeah, that wh- where is that from? Oh, it's from one of the new. It's the New Testament. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's so funny. Um, just like making sure that you actually like love what you're doing, even if you don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. I heard a point, I think it was also from the way, and it was like, if you despise the little things, then you're doing it wrong. Right. You have to love them. You have to do them well. Yeah. doesn't mean you're going to like them, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to like them, but I mean, like that sends like a motive of love. Like, you can, you don't have to like it because you're doing it out of love. Yeah, it's probably worth more if you don't like it. Probably worth a lot more <laughs> if you don't like it. Because that would be, like, wouldn't that be, like, a mortification? Yeah, it would be a mortification. And so then that's, like, you can offer that up for somebody for different intentions and all that. Yeah. I think choosing intentions is also a really good thing. I'm glad you brought that up. Like, picking up this pen for so-and-so. Yeah, and so, like, like first soul in purgatory or, like... yeah. So converting someone's soul mm-hmm. um but yeah. even like for your friends right you know and like doing things out of love for like for your like for god but like with that intention like oh you know like sheila's got a big exam tomorrow <laughs> i know like <laughs> i <laughs> love you julia <laughs> <laughs> my friends going around picking up pens for my exam <laughs> i'm not <laughs> quite that weird <laughs> i'm gonna start putting pens in different places <laughs> so you can <laughs> go pick them up that's that probably that's doesn't isn't how it works but <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> it would be really weird. So where did all these pens come from? <laughs> Those are Julia's. No one touched them. <laughs> I'll, I'll write sticky notes by them. <laughs> these are for Sheila's exam, guys. <laughs> oh, geez. No, but yeah, I really do think that um, small things are so important. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I absolutely <laughs> agree. I would, I would hope. Said, oh, just kidding. You know, I don't think that's true. <laughs> no. Um, No, seriously, though, but I really do think like because they help you grow in um perseverance too yeah you're right you and do. so because you have to constantly do this small thing especially if you don't like it 
Like uh-huh. honestly, I hate the dishes. I don't think I don't know anyone who do you like the dishes? They're okay. Depends. I really I some days I just really don't want to do them. Mm-hmm. I it's really and it's really always the dishes. It's like oh mm-hmm. no one did them. But just like especially if there's no plates in the sink mm-hmm. except for like three. Like you're really not you're gonna really wash your plate only and not the other three. Right. Like in so that small like little act. Mm-hmm. I think it can also be good too to choose something. So that like so every time I see dishes in the sink and I go to wash my plate, Lord, I'm gonna wash like making having that dishes. in like a mental like yeah, no like exactly. oh these dishes when I see them. Yeah, right. that's really good. You know, so that way it's not like I get there and I'm like Actually, never mind. I'm just going to wash this really quick and then run away. Yeah. Like, you know, you're actually like, well, I already made a commitment. You've so already thought about it. You've through. already, yeah. yeah. you've already committed to it. Especially if you see it often, like you could see these small opportunities of like these little things throughout your day. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like, um, like we're trying to be saints, you know, yeah. we have to use all these opportunities that we have and like, especially the small ones because they mean so much to the Lord. And honestly, like what big opportunities do we have? Like where, like, Right. So, you know, like some of the saints, like you look at their stories and you think that's incredible. The things yeah. that they did were amazing. And it's true. The things that they did were amazing. But the opportunities that a lot of them had were very big. Right. And if they weren't faithful in the small things, then would they have been faithful in the big things? And also there were saints who didn't have those big, gigantic opportunities. Some of the other ones did. And they were faithful in the small things. And they still got to heaven. So yeah. I mean, and like uh, as college students... What what are we gonna really go? I don't know. Save the world from hunger? No, like I have to study for, yeah, you know. And like I I think it's so important to save the world from hunger. That'd be so great if we could. But the reality is we don't have that opportunity right now. Yeah. No, I know it's true. We have to do what we have. We do what we can with what we have. Right. And I mean, like this the story of the widow in the uh, what what in oh in, in the yeah, gospel in the gospel um when. Jesus just sees like the widow put in two two pennies, like how his like he like pointed it out. He didn't have to point that out even, you yeah. know. But he 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 found it important to point out that this small act that seems ex- extremely small, like other right. people are putting in like I don't know how much money, but like probably way more than two <laughs> pennies, you know. Mm-hmm. But those two pennies meant so much to him, yeah. and so like our own two pennies, like what we have, he's going to like fulfill mm-hmm. for us like he's he's going to see that like what the small things that we did especially if we do it out of love yeah and relatively it was a big thing for her like yeah. it was small for comparatively else. yeah 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 but for her it was it was huge and those are like the kind of opportunities that we have you now. and i have right now yeah we, we have big things but like which is what i think i think most people most ordinary people will oh. have yeah small things that we're not like i don't know if there's many people that have the opportunity to do these big, grid, great big things. Right. You know, and I, I can't even think of an example, but. <laughs> I think um, everyone knows what they are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, but we're, we're here in like the middle of the world to like do God's will, you know? And so we're going to like do everything out of love with what we have and the means that we have. Yeah. And he's going to fulfill what he needs to fulfill. Truth. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Becoming saints in the ordinary life. Exactly. What we want. And so we can start by doing that with like the small things. Yeah. Well, this was a great chat. I yeah. enjoyed this one. This was fun. I think I think it was nice to kind of think about how we can love God through like small acts each day. Yeah. Because there's reminder. so many. 
Yeah, the opportunities are endless. They really are. If we think about small things, so many in the day. Yeah. Yeah, it was great talking to you about this. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. God bless.